Today, we are continuing our series on the seven I am statements made by Jesus. Last Sunday, Pastor Andy preached on the first of the statements Jesus made about himself. I am the bread of life. Today, we look at the second of the seven I am declarations that point to his unique, divine identity and purpose. These seven I am descriptions that Jesus made about himself are found only in the Gospel of John. Our key verse for today is John 8:12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. In declaring himself to be the light of the world, Jesus was claiming that he is the exclusive source of spiritual light. No other source of spiritual truth is available to humankind. The metaphor used by the Lord in this verse speaks of the light of truth, the light of his word, and the light of eternal life. Those who perceive the true light will never walk in spiritual darkness. We all know that the earth needs life or it cannot exist. Plants, animals, and humans all need sunlight in order to live. We have many sources of light, but we all know how difficult it is if the electric goes off at night. The first thing we do is turn on a flashlight or light a candle or find some other source of light. And um, now I think the most uh, go-to first thing is your smartphone, because now they have a flashlight. But we, you know, we don't like to just, there's a lot of things we can't do if everything's completely dark. And I always remember somebody said that the electricity had gone off and he sat there and he waited until it came back on before he went to bed so he would know which lights to turn off. In the same way, we need the light of Christ to overcome the darkness in our lives. Sin is the darkness that can overcome the lives of those who are not following him. If we do not follow him, we will not have the gifts of light, truth, and eternal life. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, Jesus called us the light of the world as well. He said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a mountain, glowing in the night for all to see. Don't hide your light under a basket. Instead, put it on a stand and let it shine for all. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Jesus is the very light of God come among men and women, and he is the light which gives us life. The way plants need sunlight, our lives need sunlight capital S-O-N, light. The light which is God's only son, Jesus Christ. Just as plants bloom in the light of the sun, our lives can never have grace and beauty until we have the light of the presence of Jesus. And then we can also bloom for him. Our scripture passage today begins after Jesus had returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. And clearly, the temple treasury would be a busy place with countless people just coming and going. 
they would be worshiping and they would, dropping, would be dropping their offerings in. There would be no better place to collect an audience of devout people and to teach them than in the temple treasury. Light is a common symbol of the presence of God and was also an important part of the tabernacle's celebration. Lampstands symbolizing the light of God were lit at the temple. Jesus had been teaching the people and said to them, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Commentator William Barclay describes what happened. The scribes and Pharisees reacted to the light of the world, they acted with hostility when Jesus claimed to be the light of the world because it sounded like he claimed to be the Messiah and even more to do the work that only God could do. The word light was specially associated in Jewish thought and language with God. And when Jesus claimed to be the light of the world, he was making the highest possible claim. This morning's scripture tells us that they argued that what he said could not be true because Jesus had said it about himself. According to Jewish law, any statement such as Jesus made about being the light of the world had to be verified by two witnesses before it could be considered true. All they could see was Jesus. He was standing there by himself. There was no other person testifying on his behalf. But Jesus told them that they were judging him by Jewish law and human standards. However, Jesus was so aware of his closeness to God that he did not need any other authority to substantiate who he was. He told them that the Father was with him and that he was the second witness. So, according to their own law, their witness was accepted as fact. The witness was, in Jesus' words, his deeds, the effect he had upon men and women, and in the reaction of men and women to Jesus. Because it was not yet his time, Jesus was not arrested. Jesus claimed to be not only on a mission from God, but he claimed to be the unique son of God who always does what pleases God and who brings light to the entire world. The Pharisees, of course, considered this claim preposterous. And indeed, a person who would make such an amazing statement could only be a liar, a lunatic, or, or the authentic son of God. But none of his listeners could disprove his claim. And in fact, many of them often later on did put their faith in him. Verse 21 says, later Jesus said to them again, I am going away. You will search for me, but you will die in your sin. You cannot come where I am going. People did not understand what Jesus meant and wondered if he was planning suicide. According to Jewish thought, the depths of hell were reserved for those who took their own life. Barclay explains that the essence of sin is that it separates us from God. 
Jesus then warned the crowd of listeners that unless they believed that he was who he said he was, they would die in their sin without forgiveness. Jesus' light shows us we are sinners in need of a savior. Nothing will ever extinguish or overcome God's light. Jesus, the true light, lights the path ahead of us so we can see how to live and avoid falling into sin. People will die in their sins if they reject Christ because they're rejecting the only way to be rescued from sin. Those who accept Christ already walk with God and death only opens a way to a closer walk. Right now we can feel God's presence. We know in our hearts that he is with us, but when we die, we will walk hand in hand with God. We'll be right beside him. We will live with him forever. Christ offers us his presence, his protection, his guidance, forgiveness, cleansing, strength, and grace to live as life ought to be lived and to make the world what it ought to be. We need to recognize Jesus as the Son of God, obey his perfect wisdom, and accept him as our Savior. Barclay also wrote, wherever and whenever Jesus has been fully preached in all its grandeur and its splendor, there's been an immediate and overwhelming response in people's hearts. That response is the Holy Spirit of God working and witnessing in the hearts of men and women. It's God in our hearts that enables us to see God in Jesus. We are each given opportunities to accept Christ as our Lord and Savior and as the true light. But those opportunities can be refused and lost. Life and time are limited to make a decision, and none of us knows what that limit is. We must make a decision now to believe that Jesus is who he said that he was, that he is the Son of God who died and rose again. There are opportunities in life to accept Christ, but there's also judgment if those opportunities are refused and missed. Those who follow Jesus walk in the light. And this has meaning for our own age. How many times have you heard people say that, you know, they're trying to find themselves or they're trying to discover something or they, they just wondering what they should do and who they are? In this age of confusion, Jesus says that if a person will follow him, he or she will have the light. For example, life, understanding, and insight. Our source of light is an inner light that comes from having Christ in our lives. Jesus is the light of the world. He said, I have come into the world as the light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. And that's John 12, 46. As Christians, we have the light of Christ within us. And, but you know what, is that where it stays? Within us? How can we bring some light into the darkness all around us? And perhaps the darkness that you're feeling within yourself right now. 
the greatest source of light is Jesus. He said, I am the light of the world. When you're feeling discouraged or full of sorrow, depressed or alone, if you're feeling anxious, dealing with abuse or addiction, you're underemployed, maybe underappreciated, bullied, dealing with discernment over fight or discrimination, or discernment over your financial situation, or even maybe outraged and are having moments of darkness, just reach up like you're holding a cord and plug into the source of power, the light of Christ. Life can be wonderful on earth, but not fully complete without Jesus. We're all created to crave the creator, our father, and only through a relationship with our savior, Jesus, can the dark parts of our hearts be broken. When you have more energy to shine, you're better able to deal with your problems and struggles, and then you can be a source of light to those around you. When we're facing challenges and are filled with regrets, hurting in any way, we can wind up being negative, depressed, and just plain down difficult to be around. The more we live in darkness, the more we need the light. The light of Christ is always shining. You know, when you get a gift, you like to tell somebody about it, or you want to show it to them. Our gift of salvation because of Christ's death and resurrection is the greatest gift ever given, the greatest one we will ever receive, and we should be willing and eager to share it with others. And when we do that, we're shining our light. As referred to at the beginning of this message, Jesus said, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We all know the darkness of life is real and remains in us or with us, but God's light is greater. It feels kind of funny because it seems like the longer I share, the darker it gets outside. And I guess it's gonna be pretty dark today, but we've got light shining in us and we have the light of Christ. From God, there is light and light that overcomes the darkness of the person of Christ through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. God in Christ triumphs over darkness, pain, and evil. Which one do you choose? Darkness or light? The light of Christ radiates truth and grace Choosing to follow Jesus Christ means choosing the light every day. As I mentioned earlier, light's essential for life, and without sun, everything would die, and there would be no life. Without Christ, we would all die, and there would be no everlasting life. Jesus came to take away the sin and darkness of our lives and replace it with forgiveness and love. No matter how dark your world may seem, the light of the world, Jesus Christ, is still shining. 
that gives us great hope. We are not alone. We're not stuck in the messiness of life forever. Our I am statement again for today is John 8:12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, what? I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. I think most of us want to know where we are going and what is ahead of us. We often fear the unknown, but God has told us that his word is a lamp to our feet and our light to our path. He may not show us what's right around the corner, but he will give us just enough light for where we are right now. And accepting that is a matter of trust. Instead, as we live each day, let us see the light of the world before us and feel his strength within us. And let us never forget that the light of the world paid for our freedom from darkness and sin on the cross. Our job now is to reflect the light of Christ to a world that still walks in darkness. We are not the light ourselves. Our greatest purpose is to point others to Christ, the light. We need to follow the example of John the Baptist. John 1, 6 through 9 says, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. As we point others to Christ, we will, Christ will be coming into the world again, and we need to be a credible and obvious witness that shows us to be faithful God-honoring, trustworthy, sincere, and honest in all that we do. When we're able to live this way, by following our example, others may leave the darkness and come into the light themselves. Let the light of Christ shine in your life each day. Reflecting his light is evident to others by the good do deeds that we do in faith and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Smile. You know, simply smiling at someone can just turn their day around. And do you realize how contagious a smile is? It's hard to see somebody smile at you and not smile back. Show compassion. Just be full of joy. Be an example. Be a good listener or a non-anxious presence. Be a helping hand. Make every place you enter a happier place. Shine your light. May we follow the light of the world who leads you to places where there is darkness that you may shine and reflect the hope and joy of God. May the light of the world fill you with his love that your witness may be powerful. And may the God of light hold you in his love and grace. Amen. <laughs>